Hello, adventurers, and welcome to the World of Azuria podcast. My name is Beth Ball, and I'm the author of the Age of Azuria High Fantasy series, which we'll be exploring in this show. In some episodes, we'll be swept away into the high fantasy world of Azuria as I read chapters from the novels and stories. In others, we'll dive into some of the lore behind Azuria, and I'll answer your questions about the world, characters, and more. If you enjoy high fantasy worlds, immersive settings, nature-based magic, and vivid characters, then this podcast is for you. In today's bonus episode, episode four, oops, sorry, episode five, we take a closer look at Asmeralda's tarot reading from chapter four of Aurora, which we looked at in episode four. We will return to the novella in episode six for chapter five. So in chapter four of Aurora, a concerned young couple travel into the northern Frostmaw Mountains of Caldara in search of a fae druid named Yuvain. Cassian has met with her before, but this will be Esmeralda's first encounter. Under normal circumstances, they would never have dreamed of disturbing the fae, but a thrice-repeated reading for one blessed with Cassandra's sight is hardly a normal circumstance. The goddess of fate is giving Esmeralda a warning, and she's here to share it with Yvain. A quick excerpt from Aurora. In my readings, Esmeralda explained, I ask the spirits first to show me where I am, second, where I should go next, and third, what lies further ahead. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to walk through Esmeralda's tarot reading and how she interprets it, as well as what some of my favorite tarot decks and books say about the individual cards. If you want to see pictures of some of these readings from my own tarot decks, if you're if you're curious about that, or just want to see pictures of the cards in general, you can find that at bethballbooks.com forward slash Aurora dash tarot. So we're going to start with the High Priestess, which is the first card that Esmeralda pulls. Esmeralda reads this first card, the High Priestess, as representing herself, a figure seeking to expand her wisdom. Generally in tarot, the High Priestess symbolizes intuition. Jamie Richardson describes her as the ruler of intuition and writes that her language is found in synchronicity and dreams, inner nudges and signs, the inward pull toward what feels right instead of what is said to be right. And um, Jamie Richardson is the author and illustrator of the Ember and Aura Tarot. Similarly, Michelle Morgan in A Magical Course in Tarot explains how we can interpret the High Priestess as an invitation to the divine. Trust what you feel, and you will find that the questions answer themselves. With this first card in Esmeralda's reading, I wanted her to see herself, a figure who trusts her own intuition and remains open to the callings and directives of her goddess Cassandra and the workings of fate. The second card that Esmeralda pulls is the Hermit, and in this case, the Hermit represents and resembles Yvain. Eerily, a sepia-skinned woman with an antlered headdress stared back at Yvain from inside a circle of ancient trees, a single light glowing beside her head. The woman held out her hand, beckoning the viewer closer. The hermit symbolizes solitude and introspection, and we can read her as an inner voice of wisdom or a sage living in a remote location. In this case, Cassian and Esmeralda understand Yvain as the hermit, a long-lived fae who has witnessed the turning of ages past and has great insight for the present and future. 
Stephanie Puymunla and Barbara Moore describe the hermit as an inspirational friend and teacher whose help can eliminate the secrets of one's own mind. And that's in the Shadowscape's companion for the Shadowscape's Tarot, which is a really beautiful deck if you haven't seen it. The third card that Esmeralda pulls is the Magician, quote, one who brings forth what is unseen. Like the woman Esmeralda had described from her dream, the figure on the card had flowing red hair, and Yvain had only seen eyes of such intense green a few times in her long life. Plants flared to life beneath the woman's feet, and the six elements glowed in orbs around her. Further back, a pair of wolves howled before a silhouetted forest. In the imaginary deck described in the text, the magician symbolizes Yelieth, the protagonist of Buried Heroes, whose birth is foretold and threatened in Aurora. And a little bit of a spoiler, but Yelieth is the person on the cover of Aurora. So if you have or haven't seen the the, the cover for the book, um, you can find it on my website. It's really, really lovely. Commonly, the magician represents creativity and is often associated with the elements. In Azuria, there are six elements rather than four, fire, air, light, water, darkness, and earth. I love Michelle Morgan's description of this card. With the magician come passion and focus, mastery over self and circumstances, and the discovery of once untapped resources and abilities with which to transform the mundane into the extraordinary. This is power and its right use. This is the true nature of magic. And that's from A Magical Course in Tarot. Over the course of Buried Heroes, Eliot discovers the natural magic waiting within and begins to learn to harness it. The picture of her that Esmeralda sees is a vision of what could be if she's allowed to nurture and grow. It is precisely this possibility that their enemies wish to extinguish. The fourth card that Esmeralda pulls, the one that's kind of overriding or sitting atop the, the first three, is the moon. The moon presides over the three set out before her, symbolizing mystery and the unknown. The world of Azuria approaches a precipice after which its fate will be forever changed. Stephanie Puymunla and Barbara Moore write that the moon is a doorway to hidden unknowns and the wellspring of mingled dark and light that seeps forth from there. But there is an, an inevitability to the moon card as well, that for the fate unfolding before us, its time has come. Sasha Graham explains, the moon card gently lets us know we can support what is rising. The time is at hand. This is the birth of what always existed within. And that's um, an excerpt from your guide through the dark wood tarot, which is another one of my favorite decks. The final card that Esmeralda pulls is the tower. And this is the one that's put at kind of the foundation, the root position of the five card fortune. The tower, it signals great change, does it not? Esmeralda pulls the final card from her deck and places it below the first three. The tower card represents sudden violent change and the toppling of previous structures of belief or hierarchy. And though change is never easy, this card does not necessarily spell disaster as the old must fall away to make way for the new. Sasha Graham describes it as the archetype of destruction. An act of release is the act of surrender. New possibilities flock to the rubble surrounding the fallen tower, perching on the crumbled stones. For the world of Azuria, the future is yet unknown, but our three characters sit on the edge of impending change and destruction. 
I'll leave us with Esmeralda's interpretation of this final card. I believe it is deliberately ambiguous, especially at this rooted position in the fortune. However else the rest unfolds, whichever fate emerges, great change must occur. It is inevitable. Thank you so much for working through this tarot reading with me and for tuning in to episode five. Um, I really appreciate you joining me for our adventures through Aurora and the world of Azuria. If you'd like to find out more about me or my fiction, you can find me at bethballbooks.com. You can also find my books worldwide at your favorite bookstore or ask your local librarian to add them to the library catalog. To stay up to date with the world of Azuria and be the first to know about upcoming fiction projects, visit bethballbooks.com join. I would love for you to be part of my reading community, The Story Enclave, and as a special thanks to you, for a limited time, you'll receive a free ebook copy of Aurora when you sign up. You can find out more about the world of Azuria, including a lovely fantasy map, at bethballbooks.com welcome. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at BethBallAuthor or on Twitter at GroveGuardian. Today's episode is sponsored by the first novel in the Age of Azuria high fantasy series, Buried Heroes, available at BethBallBooks.com shop or at your favorite bookseller. Happy travels, and I hope that we'll be adventuring together again soon.